We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns Dive Bar brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gerald Bourget will hopefully be joining us later on in the program. And unfortunately, now the series is tied one-to-one after the Phoenix Suns fall to the New Orleans Pelicans, 125-114. to Run the video, Shane. Espo, I think I'll we t- owe some I'll people the, an apology. I'll take the blame on this one. Let Shane show the people why. Vibe check. Nerves? <laughs> nerves on a scale of one to ten. No, where are you at? No nerves. Oh, see, this is why okay. the fucking Suns might lose. <laughs> so two ends of the spectrum? Yeah, I'm is like, that where we're at? I guess. Are you nervous? <laughs> no. Oh, and you're like, no. Oh. On a uh, scale of one to ten, I would I'm say I'm always like nervous a three. for the playoffs. Like maybe a three. Yeah, I'm at like a five. But I'm, it's never zero. Not in the playoffs. No, I'm not saying it's zero, but it's it's low. It is negative five. For me right now. Jesus, he is really tempting the basketball <laughs> gods tonight. Oh, now it. you believe in the basketball gods? Oh no, I've always believed in the basketball <laughs> gods, especially when it comes to like real shit. <sighs> I fucking told you. I'm. I fucking told you. I should know better. You should. I You're the one that has brought the basketball gods up since the beginning of the season. And then we get to the most important part of the year, and you're like, eh, it doesn't matter. Minus five, okay. this guy. Okay, get the, <laughs> I'm sorry, Phoenix. This is my fault. I've already consulted a physician. We will be taking my hamstring out and offering it to Devin Booker uh, as soon as possible. This is uh, 100% on me, so... Listen, I, I, we're going to recap this whole game and the misery that came along with it, especially once we got to the second half. But uh, I feel like we need something, like some liquid courage or something. Espo, I just don't I don't think this is 100% on you, okay? I, we appreciate the apologies. I owe a little bit of an apology, too. I could have probably been a little more nervous. But it's not all you to blame. I'm just no, going to put that out there, okay? I, it's me. <laughs> I, I told the basketball gods you can – shove it and uh and they proceeded to show me how they can shove it right back so well let's get some drinks take us to the bar Espo. what are we drinking to? the ingrams can't miss her it's uh <laughs> he couldn't miss I, the guy could not miss in the second half nope you have it to take as many guy. shots as he made which uh would mean we're on let's look at this 
Uh, 13 shots we're doing of the Ingram's can't miss her tonight. Yikes. We're going to be... We're going to be hurting tomorrow. That's for sure. We took 13 shots. We're going to be really hurting tomorrow. You know the Hello Darkness, my old friend meme? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that right now. Yeah. Because the most unfortunate part of this entire game was not necessarily the elf. Because we can make that up. The most unfortunate part of this entire game is that Devin left midway through the third quarter and did not return. And per the Suns, he's dealing with some right hamstring soreness. The only silver lining here is that it wasn't the left hamstring, which is the hamstring he was having issues with early on in the season. But that doesn't really mean anything no. at this point that's in time. Like, that's like saying, well, he didn't tear his left ACL, but he tore his right one. Like, it, it doesn't. It doesn't well, matter, hey, obviously. let's just say tour. We have, we've not yeah. heard, <laughs> not meddled. I, uh, don't piss off the basketball gods anymore. Not, we're not saying tour. Listen, you know, and everybody, you know, first of all, it's a hamstring and – those are those are kind of they're finicky, right? From player to player. Book played with a hamstring injury last year, if you remember, in the finals. Like he got through it, but how severe, how much pain, obviously that's all to be sorted out. But I will say this for all these people that are like, oh my God, it's over. Uh, you know, no. the war the Warriors are gonna go to the finals now. There's no way. No, 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 no. Chill the fuck out. It's gonna be okay. This team has played very good without their superstars this year from time to time, and they're going to regroup. They need Listen, when you miss some, somebody like a Devin Booker in the middle of a third quarter, it's it's going to throw things off for a little bit. They got to work through it. They got two days to recover, and then Friday they'll be a completely different team. Also, when you know you don't have a Devin Booker, and we saw this when they didn't have Devin Booker at parts of the season and when they didn't have parts uh, CP3 for parts of the season, everybody else steps up. And that's what I expect the Suns to do. Yeah, look, when you you lost Devin Booker after he had a historic first half, right? Yeah. That's why this was so damaging because they were riding high because of Devin Booker. And it was such a gut punch when he wound up out that that's why I think they didn't overcome it because mentally they got shook because he was all the offense in that first half dropping 31 points and hitting seven threes. Like that's that's why this was such a difficult thing to overcome there in that third quarter. And to your point, they have bounced back every every time. So I'm not concerned about this series. Like I, I it'll be tough. Ooh. It'll be tough. I'm not saying but everybody keeps dismissing the Pels, man. And I've been saying them. it since before before the play-ins even started, that the one team I didn't want to face was the Pels because I felt like they had the two guys that had the most firepower and the the ability to take over a game, and we saw it tonight. I'm not dismissing them. I just am simply saying, like, this isn't like you're sitting in the Western Conference Finals right now and and you're without Devin Booker for an extended period. This team is talented enough to figure things out and pick up the pieces, even if Devin Booker's out for the remainder of the series. They are that deep. They are that talented. Monty's that good enough of of a game manager to figure out ways to keep them as the better team in this series. But if this lingers a long time, this is problematic. You're just you're not going to be able to sustain this without Devin Booker long term. I also like, yes, I'm concerned about the Pelicans, especially without Devin Booker, but not like, do do you honestly think this level of shooting we saw from them tonight is sustainable? No. They shot 
54.8% from the three-point range tonight. Historically, throughout the season, they were 27th in the NBA in three-point percentage with 33.2%. That's almost a little under double. That's like a 40% increase. It is, but I will also say this. Um, I don't know what the hell was going on with the Suns tonight, but that that wasn't defense. Because no. those dudes, like, listen, we can sit there and say, oh, well, they shot crazier, crazy better than normal, which was true. But damn near half those shots were wide open shots. And then the fact that the Suns could not figure out how to get back on defense just blows my mind. Guys were getting wide open layups. I mean, the defense all the way around was just absolutely tragic tonight. And the Suns know that. Mm-hmm. They'll look at the tape and be like, man, we were dog shit. And you can't sit there and get to the playoffs. I don't even I don't care if it's an eight seed. You can't get to the playoffs and give a team like that any hope. You just can't. You got to let them know that the, you're the best team in the league. And hey, listen, and we saw some signs in game one, but luckily Chris Paul bailed him out in the fourth quarter of of porous defense. Like they gave up 68 points in the second half. Like, and then what did they do tonight? They basically doubled that each half. And we said if they played better in the first half, this was going to be a close game. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. I know Devin Booker came out, obviously. But you can sit there and say Devin Booker came out, cool. But he, Devin Booker also had like one of the all-time first halves, too. So there's a happy medium there that you have to take into consideration and realize that you're in a dogfight right now with the with the New Orleans Pelicans. You just are. Look, there's a couple things. They stuck with that all-bench lineup a little too long in my mind in that third quarter. I, I think McHale should have been... Uh, almost exclusively on Ingram, but that didn't seem to be what Monty decided to go with in that third. And yeah, the ro- or in the fourth, th- those rotations were awful defensively. Everything kind of just fell apart all at the at the exact wrong time. And to your point, Lindsay, the Pelicans aren't going to shoot over fifty percent from three again. But if you give them open looks like you did tonight, they'll shoot 40 percent, and that's problematic in and of itself you have the same rebounding issues like there, there's things here that need to seriously be cleaned up especially if you're missing the guy that can take over offensively and hide some of those things because what what they did in game one was they hid behind a really strong first half from Devin Booker and a really strong fourth quarter uh, from CP3 you don't have that luxury now you, you're not going to be able to hide things with your two stars. You're down one of them, and Chris Paul just can't carry the load for four quarters. I mean, I think a lot of it comes back to um, the defense, obviously, the second half of the first game, and then pretty much this whole game. The intensity kind of just it, – it's – it just kind of slowly went downhill, right? It started off really strong in that first half of game one. Then it started to lighten up in the second half. And then tonight it was just like, this is not this is not the Suns defense that we know and love and are used to. And that's a big problem for this team, especially if you're out with if you're without Devin Booker. Because I don't know about you guys, but it, the first half was fun because Devin made it fun for us. But it was only Devin who made it fun for us. At halftime. I'm pretty sure, if not at halftime, just a minute before, Devin had more points than the rest of the Suns combined. Mm-hmm. It's 31-30. Yeah, that's an issue. And I don't think Devin was ball hogging by any means. No. I think he was doing what he had to do 
because of the situation I mean, at he hand. Had, he had 31 points on 18 shots compared to the rest of the team who shot the. I think they shot the ball 23 times and 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 a lower clip and less points. Like Devin Booker was was the best option. Like yeah. he, and he was he really was the, the only, only option. option. Yeah, well, he had, for sure. He had 15 points with five minutes to go in the in the first half. He dropped 16 in the final five minutes of that half. I mean, he, it wasn't as if it was all all first half. He just was was trying to get his. He took over in the final five minutes because he realized nothing else was working offensively. I mean, there's there's all sorts of problems. Uh, we'll get into more of them, but I'm. I'm going to ask this, and you can laugh if you want, but at what point do we just believe in curses? <laughs> like, again, crazy-ass injuries coming up here for the Suns when they have, you know, the odds are in their favor this year. Oh, you know, and you you get a, a random hamstring injury when Devin Booker tries to run back on defense and runs into the tunnel and pulls up lame with his hammy. Like, I just, I don't know. And it concerns me because hamstrings are things that you just don't mess with. It's what took down Kevin Johnson's career. I mean, his hamstrings went bad and he could not play at the level he once did and missed a lot of games. Like, that starts to become a concern, too, at some point with Devin. I just... I don't know. I don't know what we have to sacrifice to the basketball gods, but I'm willing to find out and, and make that sacrifice to turn turn some of the luck around at times. I, I'm just never going to go down the injury route. I don't give a shit about all that stuff. I really don't, just because every other team has those injuries and they have to fight through them. They just do, you know. Like, hey, we bag on the Nuggets all the time, but yeah. I'm not about to say, well, if we had Devin Booker, like they say, oh, if we had Jamal Murray, no. like I'm not going down that road. And I, I, you know, I understand what you're saying about curses. I do. Look, I just, I'm just, I, I these guys could have won this game. They and totally could have. And they all should've. played like dog shit with or without Devin Booker. That's the problem. Like, so they just need to. I, I'm a thousand percent positive. That the you'll I, this is probably a good thing because I really do feel like if they won tonight, then they they would have kind of coasted into New Orleans, and I damn sure feel like they would have lost Game Three. Uh, but now they get refocused, they go on the road, which they are comfortable with going on the road. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, they can win two in a row, come back home, seal the deal, give Devin Booker an extra week to to recover if they if if he doesn't come back before then, and that's best case scenario. I think the reason why I didn't have much anxiety coming into this game, and I still would say I'm pretty low on the anxiety scale, is because we've been watching this team all season long. And there have been moments throughout the season where we're like, WTF was that game? And should we start panicking or freaking out? We needed a little group therapy because there was a really bad game, right? But then what happens the next game around? What happens the next week around, right? This team has not lost, what, more than four games in seven, right? I don't yeah. think they ever wound all up season? losing four games in seven. Yeah, I, all no, season they, long. Uh, so no, they did. At the, they, at the, the end, end of the season, they did. Okay, well, that doesn't yeah. count. But, but, but I'm, not, I'm not that concerned. But I'm, I'm upset. Stop, Lindsay. The basketball no, gods are listen, listening. No, but listen, I'm upset <laughs> with the way they played tonight. Yes, there are things that need to be addressed and need to be cleaned up before the next game. But I am confident enough to know and to feel this okay about things because I believe that they will do it and they can do it. But my my 
my opposition to that is is there is no can't there is no get right game coming up, right? You don't have the Kings or you know some of these shitty teams in in, in the NBA coming in that you can kind of get yourself right against before you have to play higher competition, right? You have. You have to play the Pelicans again, no. and and they I are coming. I would argue that in some cases the Pelicans could be that, that get team. right team. Yeah, but they haven't been that get right team for the last month of the That's season. That's not true. They went, they went, they were a five hundred team. They were a five hundred team, and they played largely a, a lot of those games without CJ McCollum. And in addition to that, they have they didn't they never lost a game by more than five that whole stretch. They were in every single game. Look, they are a. A good team. They are not a great team. Well, they look the like Suns, a great team tonight when they whooped our yeah, ass all over the place. Because the Suns look like a mediocre team. Because the Suns got in their own head in that second half. They weren't playing Suns basketball. They they took that Devin Booker injury just as hard as everyone in this chat, everyone watching the stream did. Uh, they they will bounce back and they will play Suns basketball. They will play defense the way that they know how to. And and we'll step up in that. The Pelicans will not shoot as well as they did in this game. Uh, but you're not going to win if you keep getting these performances from Jay Crowder that are less than pedestrian. Well, I said before the game, too, that it, what did I say? I said if, if Ingram and McCollum each drop 30, then you're in trouble. And combined, they had over 60 points. They had 60 points right on the nose, ironically enough. Um, and, and we saw that tonight, you know, and, and listen, Devin Booker had 31 points in the first half and they still were only up by five. That's when I was a little concerned, like, okay, what the hell is going on here? And then obviously midway through the second half, it was just kind of going sideways. But to your point, yes, Jay Crowder, holy shit. Two of 11. Holy crap. I mean, and they weren't even playing Cam Johnson, same thing. Like he had a couple of threes that he hit, but man, some of those shots just looked like they were so rushed. So fast, so off balance. I, I was like, "What are we doing out here? Like, just relax." It was ugh. at times you could tell they let the Pelicans control the pace of the game mm-hmm. far more than they have all season long. Oh, or at least in the good parts of the season, they let the the Pelicans be the ones who dictated how this game went. Oh, the Pelicans were the initiator. They were mm-hmm. initiator uh, physically. They were initiator in terms of energy. I mean, it was all. It was all that tonight. They they controlled that second half of the game, and I I don't see it happening again. I could I see the Pelicans winning another game? Yes, I'm not saying that they won't. I just don't see the kind of domination that we saw in the second half happening again to the Suns team. What another thing I don't quite understand is DeAndre Ayton goes four of six, only gets six shots in in this game when. The offense isn't working. You're 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 jacking up threes. At what point again do you look at it and you go, get the man the ball, let him hit some of those hook shots? Yes, give the Pelicans defense some credit, but to me, that's uh, again a flaw in this system. When they go cold in some of their shooting, they don't turn to that from just, time to just time. about every single damn set had DA at the top of the key, never down low in the post, never in a prime scoring position. It was always the fucking running floater which he was hitting but he only got six attempts Mm -hmm. and people are going to say that he was soft no i think he just wasn't getting put in opportunities to fucking score he wasn't getting the ball everything was perimeter based unless it was a backdoor cut by mikhail like 
you got to design plays for your best players. And when you lose Devin Booker in the third quarter, Monty, this is probably the first time I think I've ever come at Monty all season, but I'm about to. Monty's got to be better. I feel like he got completely outcoached tonight. We're talking about defensive matchups all over the court. Brandon Ingram should have been guarded by Mikael Bridges for the most part. Several, too many times was Brandon Ingram being guarded by somebody that just had no business guarding him tonight, at least tonight. DA on the offensive side of the ball is going to get shit on because he only had 10 points and people thought he was soft. He just didn't get a lot of opportunities to do what he does. He just didn't. Who are you going to? It's Chris Paul or maybe Mikael on the back door. Everybody else was butt tonight. They were all butt. Give it to DA. And you got to challenge DA. He even said it in a timeout. Like, DA, you did this, you did this. That was really good. Got us going. Keep that effort up. Well, reward the man for crying out loud and give him the goddamn ball for once. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, I obviously agree <laughs> with you. I mean, I just I I I'm at a loss for for certain things. Tory Craig plays eight minutes. You Tory no, Craig didn't have a great night on Sunday either, though. But he, he, he played eight played. minutes. He didn't even get a shot tonight. Like, but he, he played more on Sunday, didn't he? Yeah, but he, Jay played a lot too and looked like ass. And but he still Jay got played decent tonight. defense on I, Sunday. Jay tonight defense wasn't as strong as Sunday nights, and then he was forcing shots. Tori looked. Sorry, looked, I didn't mean to take over. Tori did look Sorry. like he was playing good defense tonight. I just eight minutes tonight, isn't man. enough to tell what a guy's doing this is true. when when you're scrambling for answers. Well, and especially when Jay's struggling in a way that he is, why not try to no. give? I understand trying to play through it, but at a certain point in time, you have to be able to have that judgment call as a head coach of being like, tonight just is not his night. Let's try yeah. something else. I, I think we've, we, we, to you guys' point, we have been down this road before. We have been like, what the hell is that with this team from time to time? And they have recovered. The only difference is, is like, you know, there's a little bit of panic there because it is the playoffs. This is now a five game series, and you don't want to blow it when you know this is a year. That you know is was in your favor, right? You like that's that's what kind of ratchets up the the pressure or the stress of all this. So I, I think it's more the thought that you now don't know how long you're without Devin Booker. Yeah, which complicates things immensely because now you're either starting Landry Shamit, a guy who wasn't even going to be in your playoff rotation, or you're getting cute and you're playing Cam and McHale at the same time with Jay. Like it just it get, makes the margin for error so much less, and it impacts the bench now as well because a bench that's already struggling to score is going to be without a piece that was coming off the bench who's now going to have to step in and be a starter for what I assume is at least game three. I don't see Booker coming back if he didn't even try to give it a go in the second half of this game. I don't see him back for game three. So now you're going to have to... You, there's no point. Well, I mean... No, you, you'd like to think that you can take care of it without him so you don't play him in game three. And and if it's a break glass in case of emergency, he's back for four or five. But it, it makes those rotations tougher. It, it changes things. For Monty, I think that's where the concern is. If they had lost this with Devin Booker out there, you could say, bad game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Pelicans shot out of their minds. On to the next one. But you were now missing that key part, and you can't just look past it and go, oh, everything will be all right. It it dramatically changes things, and this is where Monty proves why he's considered 
the best coach in the league by a lot of people. It's where you James Jones either looks like a genius for for getting Landry Shamit or potentially like an idiot for doing it because he's your backup to Devin Booker and he has to show up now. This is why he got paid for Oof. moments like this. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully Landry Shamit, like Gerald says, the law of averages. Hopefully things have swung back into where Landry Shamit should be. No, they're going to need that from a lot of guys. Campaign needs to get back where he should be. Cam Johnson. Mm-hmm. The time for, oh, we're trying to figure it out after injury is over. It's time to put on the big boy pants, get out there and play the way that you think you can and the way you think you deserve to be paid. Cam Johnson, DA, they're going to earn their money now. Would you make any adjustments to starting lineup outside of if Devin doesn't play? Would you make any further adjustments? No, I don't think you can mess three. with things. No, I mean, I don't. I guess, I guess Landry Shamit's <laughs> the one that you would start at, you know, opposite Chris Paul. Um, I, I, I kind of like Cam Johnson coming off the bench, especially because you know, the bench hasn't done really done shit this entire series. So I'd like to keep a little bit of scoring on that mm-hmm. on that side of things. But um, I don't know. What, what you I'm, I'm going to go CP3, McHale, Cam Johnson, Jay. And and Da and try to counteract some of that size that uh, that the Pelicans are running out there early in those games. You can always adjust. It's not it, the old adage. It's not who starts. It's who finishes in a game. But I go out that way, see if it works, and hope Landry can provide you a handful of points off the bench, like uh, you know, like Cam was. I mean, Cam hasn't been great offensively off the bench, but I think that gives you the link that may counteract some of what the Pelicans have gone. You know, a lot of people are saying bench J, bench J, bench J. Uh, I I don't agree with that either because Jay Crowder does do other things. Like in the first half, he made – there was a series there where he had tremendous um, – you know, he had some Steel. steals the, and he was all over the court. He played good in spurts, but offensively is, is his biggest weakness right now. He is almost a liability on defense – or on offense – and you just can't have that right now. Like you've got to be much, much better. And so, moving forward, I again, I, I will say that I, I expect Landry Shamit probably more likely to start than Cam Johnson because you really have nothing coming off the bench right now. You have nothing. Yeah, if you if you move Cam Johnson into the starting lineup, then what are you coming off the bench with? At this point in time, I know, I know that the rotations have kind of staggering things, right? And that's great, but. Or, You're looking at maybe or, a hand, like how many or, points did the bench have tonight without Cam Johnson? Or you go with the triple deuce lineup. Okay, hear me out. Okay. Campbell, Cam Johnson in the starting lineup, and then you come off the bench with Alfred Payton, Cam John, a uh, campaign, oh, oh God, no. and uh, Landry Shamit, and then you go with the double bigs down low with Bismack and uh, and uh, Javel. What about what <laughs> about the, what yeah. about this? Why not? What if you start? I don't know about it. A playoff game. What if you start campaign and try to get him going offensively by playing next to Chris and take take a swing on that? I don't hate that. Only because when he has started, it seems like he's done a little bit better. And he'll bring some times anyway. Look, it's not going to matter what your bench is doing if your starters fall completely flat Mm -hmm. on the road in a game three. Like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get boat raced if you don't if you don't come out 
And so, yeah, even without Devin Booker, we're still formidable. New Orleans is going to come out with their hair on fire on on Tuesday or on Friday. Friday. Sorry, like they absolutely are. That crowd is going to be insane because I, you just know, New Orleans fans feel like they have a chance now because Devin Booker might not play. Be suggesting start Aaron Holiday. (sighs) Oh, I mean, defense is going to be there. somebody Somebody also already said. Uh, start Ish Wainwright. I was like, I... That okay. one was a joke, though. Was it, though? Yeah, because they put, I've seen some pretty they put crazy the laughing stuff in the emoji chat. face right after it. So mm-hmm. that one was a joke. No, no, no. Not this one. This was like at the very beginning oh. of the show. I love yeah. I love people. Uh, some people are like, oh, I like the idea of starting campaign. Others in the chat, st- like WD-40. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Campaign is straight <laughs> trash. Well, guess what? You're going to need that straight trash to actually participate and play well in this series and throughout the playoffs if you want that Larry O'Brien trophy. Monty is going to have to get creative. He's going to have to light a spark with this team. He's going to have to do something outside the box. I've been saying for the better part of now two years that if you don't have DA on offense producing at a higher level and run some action for him, um, you're not going to win a championship. Tonight was a perfect example of that. And the fact that they didn't really seek him out, and he didn't seek them out either. I will say that. Um, moving forward in these next three games, I'll, I'll say this: if Devin Booker doesn't come back and Da averages ten points in this series, the fucking Suns will lose this series, and they won't pay him. Oh, and they won't pay him, and <laughs> then we will all. <laughs> well, oh, let's not let's not worry let's about not, that. Huh? Not, well, I mean, let's be realistically. If I had to put money on this, I would. I would guess campaign continues to come off the bench. Landry Shamit is the person who gets the start because I think that's what we've seen the most this season from Monty when Devin isn't playing. Is Landry starts and then everything is kind of business as usual kind of from there as far as people coming off the bench or guys coming off the bench. Um, in the chat. Everyone take a step back from the cliff yes. and take an effing breath. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah. Right. Look, it's easier to spiral in a situation it is. like this. Uh, and especially in a season where losses were so few, you almost forget how to lose. And inevitably in the playoffs, you're going to lose a, a handful mm-hmm. of games. I mean, in, in series in general. Can I bring something up? I've seen this a lot sure. in the chat, and I want to know what your opinion on is. People are talking about starting two bigs or playing two bigs at the same time at all, and I just want you to answer the chat. I, I thought about that in game one. I thought about why not for, you know, because at times during the season, Monty had thrown out JaVale and DA at, at, at a certain point. But it only worked for a very small I, I'm just, amount of I'm time. just saying for a few minutes, um, you know, why not? Because – they they do have some mismatches down there that they could take advantage of. I'm not I'm not a big JB fan anyway, so um, I, why not for for just a couple minutes, especially if you're you're worried about your rotation and spelling guys. That's an that's one way to get at because DA has the athletic ability to match up with some of their 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 fours and their and even their threes. Look, I would rather go if you're going to go that route. Give me Bismack and DA playing together. Keep Javale. Uh, as as the backup to DA like that, I think that works a little bit more than than DA Javale mm-hmm. uh, in, in that way. But I, then you're really changing the way you play, right? They've done you're, it a time or two before. Yeah, but but this is the playoffs, right? You've got five more games in this series. Are you going to fundamentally change the way that you play 
in that case, I just it's, that it, that worries. Listen, me. if you look at if you look at the tape and you see some things that you can expose, like, like listen, Willie Green did that. He was like, "Hey, listen, there, uh, uh, Jackson Hayes, just leak out. Those fuckers aren't getting back on defense for shit." <laughs> My guy got like five wide open dunks. You know what I mean? Like well, that- they saw something on tape and they were like, "Okay, we can expose them this way because they don't get back." And it even happened in the fourth quarter. When it looked like I think they were calling a timeout or something like that for uh for book and they got another wide open dunk and it was just like Jesus what is going on? But so. that's a great point. I think that's the X factor is which coach adjusts appropriately to what's coming up. Right, Monty's got to have the big chess move. He's got to figure out how to do this and and that's that's what's important right now is how do you how do you adjust? How do you find those things that okay here's here's the weakness in in the Pelicans, Willie Green obviously adjusted better from one to two. Now it's Monty's job to adjust better from two to game two to game three, mm-hmm. and that's that's going to be a key here. Is how do they do that? Uh, but man, I look, it's not time to panic. Uh, I'm bring therapist Espo in in here. Not time to panic. It's one game in the playoffs. We have no idea. What actually is wrong with book? Uh, how severe it is? How long it'll be out? Is it no, no reason to panic. It's and it's still the Pelicans. So. Uh, Derek Kravitz. Let's all let's all watch the tape. Take a day, rest up, long baths, glass of red wine, Manny Petty, read a gospel, sing Oh Happy Day, <laughs> and come back on Friday. Uh, can I take a bath in the red wine like sure, Amari used to you do? Absolutely can. Uh, my here's my thing. I I don't know if I have irrational confidence right now. I'm not I'm I'm telling you, like I just don't feel that worried right now. And I don't think that you go adjusting too too much to where we're talking about switching up lineups and, and trying two bigs down low just yet. You're so innocent. Dear, I know. Dear basketball gods. The thing. It's like, so innocent. No, I get it. It's not even about that. It's not even that. It's just we've watched this team all season long. I, I believe that this team is good. And we're talking about we're talking about the Suns here. And we've seen them for the last two and a half years do some really amazing things. I think this team just needs to get their shit together, mm-hmm. focus in, and play their game at the level that they've been playing it all season long. And we'll be okay even if Devin can't play in game three. Now, if we drop game three and now now we're down two in the series or, yeah, whatever. That would be two. Thank yes. you. <laughs> if we drop game three, then I would be like, yes, let's figure it out. Let's make big adjustments. But I genuinely think if the Suns can put their heads down and play the level of basketball they have proved that they can play at all season long, they will win game three, four, and then five. Basketball gods, can you meet me at the solo camera over here? Uh, Lindsey Smith's opinions. So <laughs> Lindsey Smith's opinions are hers and hers alone. <laughs> they do not re- represent those of the rest of, of us Suns fans. What's going on? It is, it is by... Uh, we could get the producers to fix the camera later. So, <laughs> look, her 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 views are her own. They do not represent those of the Phoenix Suns fan base, PHNX Suns, or All City. It is on Lindsey Smith. So, if you want to curse somebody, curse Lindsey Smith, not the rest of us. Thank you. I, I 
I'm Dude. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm shook I'm not, after the pregame. I will knock on wood for you, okay? I'm shook. I'm I, sorry. You know what? You know, I this just is... think that it's like, I just, I think the biggest thing is just like, yes, it's the playoffs. Yes, there's a lot more at stake and a lot of things are on the line. But, but we have to remember, we are two and a half years now removed from the traumatic experiences that we had to go through. At some point in time, we got to heal and trust Lindsay, this team more. We're Suns fans. We're Arizona sports fans. But this is group we therapy. don't heal. This is group therapy, Espo. In therapy, they will tell you at some point in time, you have to learn to trust I'm, those around you. I'm in therapy. I know that's what they say. Yeah. It ain't fixing my Phoenix sports issues. It's all, right? all coming out. It's all coming out. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Tracy said he's Italian touch metal. Okay, I'll do that as well. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm just not ready to hit the panic button. I'm, I'm sorry. not hitting it either. I'm just saying let's not act like there's uh, – it's all confidence and because we did that in pregame and we got Devin Booker hurt. So I'm let's just, not act I'm just, like I'm just it. saying <laughs> – I'm sure – listen, I'm just saying you have to respect your opponents and you got to respect these teams. And I do feel like heading into these playoffs – a lot of us, we all thought, oh, sweep, easy, easy series, coast. There's just no such thing in the playoffs. Like, there is just no coasting. Like, you know, the Warriors have looked really, really good. Cool. Awesome. Good for them. Guess what? They're not going to look that great when they go, go on the road and they have to play. Um, oh, fuck, I forget. Oh, the Nuggets no. in Denver. Uh, I forgot their name because they're absolutely useless, an absolutely useless fan base. Their MVP, their MVP is a, a fraud. Eric is coming after us because we had Devin Booker come out. He's like, oh, see, they can't even have no one max player out of their lineup. Go back to your hole at the bar because nobody wants to hear it, hey, Eric. But you know what drives me nuts? The, the Golden State Warriors getting all this attention right now. Oh, they're world beaters. The Suns swept the Nuggets last year, right? Mm -hmm. And and everybody's like, oh, they beat an injured team. Yet the Warriors are doing it in two games, and all of a sudden, no, oh, they're they're God's gift of basketball again. It all evens out over time in the playoffs. So I'm not overly. It's not about how good you look at round one. It's about how good look you look holding up to Larry O'Brien, oh. and that's the whole goal. So yeah, the Suns got some work to do though. Just they do. just ask Minnesota. They looked great in game one. Got jack stomped in game two by uh, uh, by Memphis. Like things change, they change quick in the playoffs. We could be sitting here on Friday or out at the Ainsworth on Friday talking about a Suns twenty point win and everything looks different again. It I changes so. night to night in the I playoffs. So. The the one last thing that I will that I do want to point out from this game is um, hopefully hopefully we don't see Scott Foster too too many times. Why? If there if there was a curse. Espo of any situation, I would say it's the Scott Foster curse because even though the calls tonight were not egregious, it's still Scott Foster's fault somehow. I, I didn't really think the refs had much to do with the game at no, all. No, but, but he that's was what there, I'm saying. So. He was there, so it's his fault. <laughs> like the fans were booing and and they were like freaking out over calls, but I was, I didn't, I had no issue whatsoever with the calls tonight. I really didn't. I thought they had. A, I actually thought they had a really good game. I did too. I didn't think the refs had nothing to do with it. No, as much I'm, as I'm I'd not like, saying as, that as much as I'd love to pin this on Scott Foster, go, "Hey, you bastard! We you cost us such a game." We could pin it on him, <laughs> It just could. wasn't about the we call. We could. I just. Um, I'm. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, there's something much, much uh, more nefarious cursing the Suns team than just Scott Foster. For sure. It's, no, uh, I just wanted to bring it up because I found this stat really interesting. 
Andrew Lopez again on Twitter said um, Chris Paul is now two and seventeen all time in the playoffs with Scott Foster as an official, including thirteen consecutive losses. Um, and I just found that wild, absolutely wild. So worth mentioning. But yeah. Gerald's here, everybody. No, he's not no, he's here. Not. No, he's our producer. Our, our mouse has died. <laughs> well, there's, there's three there's, in this company. There's something going on with mouses and death in this world, and I do not like <laughs> the it. The basketball gods heard Lindsay. They said, and guess now, what? Your producers just can't do anything. And Gerald is gone, well, so if you want to message. No, no, no. Gerald said going to set up right now three minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, then he, yeah, called, he called, and now he hung up. <laughs> that's, oh. that's how this works, Lindsay. He has to call. <laughs> hey. There he goes. Now he's back. Hi, Gerald. We're teaching Lindsay about technology. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> what? Listen. Hold one second, Gerald. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can we take Gerald off the screen? Do not, Lindsay do needs not her time. tell me that I don't understand technology. If he rang and a mouse died, why would it hang up on him? No, he because hung he up hung because up. it can only ring so many times, so he hung up and then he came back on. Okay. Well, that's not the same thing, though. <laughs> Gerald, please help us. We need something to make us feel... Better before you know we all go at each other here. Yeah, I mean, look, that was a tough game, obviously, um, and Booker's hamstring kind of looms large over this whole situation. Uh, Monty said we don't have any sort of update right now. They're going to try and get one for us oh, tomorrow. More than likely, it'll probably be Thursday because they don't. I'm guessing they're not going to practice tomorrow, uh, so we might not hear anything about this until Thursday before Friday's game. But you know, like. I, I see so many people panicking about this team right now and freaking out. And I'm kind of wondering what team you watched all season long. Like this team specialty, their, their credo all season long has been next man up. They've had guys in and out of the lineup all year long. They had, they had Devin Booker out for a stretch earlier in the year. And I know that was a long time ago and Booker is obviously their most important piece, but like, if they're not able to beat an eight-seeded Pelicans team without Devin Booker, they don't deserve to win a title this year anyway. And I think they're going to rise to the challenge. I think they're going to be much better in game three. The Pelicans shot 17 for 30 from three, which I think was a season high for them and made threes. Like, I don't see them shooting 55% from three over the course of a series against this Suns defense with or without Devin Booker. I think guys have to be better. You know, Jay Crowder has not shot the ball well. Campaign's minutes have been bad. But, you know, th this is a team that has all year long risen to the occasion, risen to meet these types of challenges right here. I, I think it's crazy not to give them the benefit of the doubt right now. Uh, so, Gerald, I love you, buddy. I do. Um, <laughs> I have been talking about how this is a Pelicans team that I do did not want to face from the very beginning. Um, and we're starting to see a little glimpse of that. And my main concern is, and you can talk me off the ledge, um, the last six quarters, the second half from game one and this entire game tonight, the Suns have just not played very good defense. Um, they've given up a lot of wide open shots, a lot of transition layups. Tonight they look like a dunk fest for Jackson Hayes for, a, for, a, for a, you know, a few minutes there. They couldn't get back on defense. And in the critical part of the, the game when the Suns usually rise to the occasion, they fell apart defensively. And Brandon Ingram hit some tough shots. I'll, I'll give you that. Um what what is to say that that is going to turn around after six quarters? Um, I know this team has been very very good, but what I was saying to Lindsay before is when they've been very good 
and they maybe they had a stinker of a game, they've had a few get-right games, if you will, against some really, really bad teams to get back on track, and then everything worked itself out. That That isn't the case necessarily with this Pelicans team. They're not a get-right kind of team if they're on – if they're shooting really, really well. Yeah, I mean, I would argue I feel like they are still a get-right team. Like, they were 27th in the league in three-point percentage this year. They shot like 33% from three on the season. They're not going to shoot 55% from three for a whole series against this team. I just don't see that happening. I, I feel I agree with you. I think the last six quarters defensively have not been up to par for this Suns team. And I think you got to give Willie Green a lot of credit for the way that his team has executed and gotten a lot more comfortable you know, that first half, they definitely were not fully comfortable, and the Suns' defense had a lot to do with that. But they have adjusted. They, they've kind of gotten acclimated, and they've been a lot better. But I do think, you know, tonight was a wake-up call for them in a lot of ways. A lot of guys were saying, you know, they were asked, how does this happen, this type of effort? <laughs> Get D.A. on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell her I'll say, D.A., come on. <laughs> Bring him over, Gerald. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I got the clout for that type of thing just yet. But uh, <laughs> um, I don't want to re- interrupt his family time. But yeah, I, I, I think tonight was a wake up call. You, we heard all of the guys say something similar. Like it's a good question how they have this type of effort. It shouldn't happen in this type of game in a playoff setting. I think they're going to be very motivated in game three, just like they were in game one after having a week of playing nobody but each other. Um, and I, I think that second half of game one, you can kind of, you kind of sweep that under the rug because you get a playoff win. It's just natural to do that in your mind. I think tonight when you add an, a loss to that type of defense, it's like, okay, we got to fix some things. We got to get back to ourselves. Um, you know, not back to square one, but really reality check, gut check time after a loss like this. Gerald, were you surprised that we didn't see more of Mikhail on Ingram? Uh, in particular in that fourth quarter when he was cooking? I, I think so, but, I, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it, it didn't really seem to matter that much. I mean, I, I think if you put the second-place uh, second defensive player of the year guy on him, that might maybe changes things, but the shots that he were hitting were really, really tough shots. It, it felt like every time the Suns hit a three to kind of chip away at that lead, Ingram or, or somebody else was hitting a really difficult shot uh, and a lot of them were threes and those just felt kind of uncharacteristic it felt like it was the Pelicans night at that point um, you know Devin Booker's injury kind of took the wind out of their sails as much as guys don't want to admit it it is a little bit more difficult when it happens in game to deal with that and then you see Book come out and he's in warm-ups and you're like okay we're not getting him back and then you have to kind of adjust your mentality from there um, you know, that his absence there for a few minutes was kind of hanging over the whole thing. And it, it changed the course of the game in that third quarter. Uh, you know, they were down three when he went out, but it, it just felt like as soon as they lost him, they lost the best thing that was going for them offensively all night. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond in game three. But like I said, I, I just, I feel like there's too much talent here for us to be panicking just yet. You're, you're Monty. Who do you start? In game three, if uh, the assumption book book is out on game three, let's assume that. Who are you starting? Yeah, I think you go with Landry Shamit. You know, he he talked about how Landry Shamit's readiness was was big for them in that fourth quarter stretch when they did make that run at the start of the fourth. Landry knocked down a couple shots. He proved he was ready. And like I've been saying, you know, he's been shooting the ball really well from three point range since the All Star break. He's gotten in more of a groove. And the foot sprain that he was dealing with earlier in the week didn't really seem to bother him tonight. 
I, I think just for the cohesion of the lineup and because that's who was starting uh, when Book was out a couple of times this season, I, I think you go with that and stick with that kind of continuity there. Gerald, uh, would you go two big men at all just yet? No, no, I, I don't think the situation's that dire. I, I think, you know, in game one, the offensive rebounding thing could force people to think about that kind of overreaction. But Monty was asked about it in practice during the week, and he said, no, we're not at that place. Like, we want them chasing us around the perimeter. We don't want to be, you know, bogging down our spacing with, with that kind of size. Um, I love Biz, love JaVale, but I don't think that that's going to really fix a lot of the problems that they had tonight defensively. If you turn around and yell at DA and say, Saul says you should be playing the four, I wonder what he would say. (laughs) (laughs) He'd say, who the hell is Saul? (laughs) Why you got to do this to me? (laughs) Listen, Gerald, I'm just really glad you and I are more on the same page tonight than not. I appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean... Look, I like I said, it's it's natural to have this type of reaction as an Arizona sports fan. We are used to being hurt. We're used to heartbreak. We're used to good things falling apart at the worst possible time. Let's wait a minute before we hit the panic button just yet. It's 1-1. You know, there are a lot of series around the league where, you know, Grizzlies and Timberwolves, classic example. They lost the first game, came back, and kicked their ass in game two. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be pretty surprised if the team with the best road record in the NBA – doesn't come out and do something similar in game three. Awesome. Gerald, is there anything else that stood out to you tonight when talking to Monty or the players? No, I I think that was probably the biggest thing. Mikhail Bridges did say he felt appreciative and blessed that he came in second in defensive player of the year voting because I was able to ask him about that. Um, And he didn't sound too disappointed. You know, obviously you want to win an award like that, but he did say he was glad that it went to a guard or a forward um, because as much as he loves what his big guys do, he feels like it's time for the league to kind of pay more attention to what guards and forwards do from the point of attack on that end of the floor. So it it was kind of cool to see that he was so appreciative to be in the top two, in the top three for that, uh, for that award voting, even though he didn't get it. Gerald, what are you most looking forward to when going on the road? Uh, I'm looking forward to some of the new Orleans food. Honestly, I've heard really, really great things and I'm about to get some recommendations on Twitter tomorrow, pull the, pull the people. So I'm excited for that. I'm also excited to see, you know, the Suns' response and to get more information on Devin Booker's hamstring because obviously a lot of us are not going to sleep well until we have an update on that. Po boys, avoid the Arby's near the uh, near Bourbon Street. Watch out for the back end of Bourbon Street. And, That's all you need. And to know. only one hurricane a day. Yes, one that a day. Okay. So, Nothing more. Okay. If you actually see a leprechaun. It's not real, Gerald. It's not oh, no. real. Okay. You've accidentally went to Boston. Is what yeah, happened. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I also put you up in a nice voodoo hotel. So enjoy. Ooh, did you? That's <laughs> I nice did. of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, I have a doll back here. Don't worry about it. You'll be good. <laughs> Called Motel <laughs> Six. Enjoy uh, but it. before you go, Gerald, we're trying to stall a little bit because. We do have a little bit of a special thing going on here, so we're just going to keep bantering with you for like. I mean, I do a have a moments. handful of things. That oh, I let's go! Let's I've go. got let's one for it. Gerald. Did you get to interview the sure. baby at halftime before Devin Booker got hurt? <laughs> did we get an exclusive? No, we did not get an exclusive. You're fired. But I did get. <laughs> I did get retweeted. I did get retweeted by another baby, Baby Bash, who performed at halftime and retweeted my video Ooh, of recording flex. him, Sugar Sugar, How You Get So Fly. So I'm just saying, 
That, right. I hey, love that. You know when that would have been cool, Gerald? 25 years ago. So <laughs> It's still cool now, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I, so, so we have this surprise right now. Uh, it Aww. is Lindsay's Aww. birthday is tomorrow. And so Leah is literally coming around the, the sets <laughs> with a nice little cake. We needed a pick-me-up after a horrible, horrible Happy game. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lindsay. Happy Sing. birthday to you. I'm very disappointed they're not little blunts since she's a 420 baby. Hey, hey, there we go. By the way, is your name spelled correctly? I don't right know. <laughs> yeah, Look at that. Happy oh, birthday, thank Lindsay. Thank you. I appreciate Gerald, it. Gerald, we'll save you a piece when you're back from New Orleans in a yeah. week. <laughs> Probably won't be good by then, but sounds good. I'm Probably not sure it's not. good right now. So, <laughs> Gerald, safe travels. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good one. Hang in there. <laughs> You know how mad I am that that Devin Booker got hurt? Not because he got hurt, but we were going to fake interview the baby on the show. We were going to have so much why, damn why fun. Gotta, we could have still interviewed no, the baby could, right how now. Do you, how do you fake interview the baby after Devin gets hurt? You know, I you can't fake interview the baby fun. right now after a pick-me-up after we just say no. happy birthday. No. Moods are high, a little bit higher than they were now. No. We could have absolutely fake interviewed well, the baby. listen, we're going to give Devin our draft king king of the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> ba- baby, what was it like to get the fist bump from Devin Booker tonight? Baby, is it is it true when Devin fist bumped you that you oh stole his gosh. powers? That so horrifying. <laughs> oh my god. See, you can't I don't feel like we can really do this no. right now. It feels too it feels Even just wrong. Jackson, please stop the baby. Let's <laughs> <laughs> no more. Let's oh stop my this god. That's one ugly baby. Alright. <laughs> Oh, but here's man. the thing. We are going to give Devin our draft king king of the game because that moment between Devin and the baby was so cute. It was the oh, most boy. precious viral moment ever. I'm going to let these guys laugh it out while I tell you about Devin's stats. Obviously, we know he had 31 points in the first half of this game before he left on 12 of 19 shooting, 7 of 11 from beyond the arc. Um, he tied his, oh. you guys are killing me, <laughs> with his seven threes in the first half. Book matched his own postseason record for threes in a half. Mm. So congratulations to Devin, our DraftKings king of the game. And I want to remind you that DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And this week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Plus, each day of the first round, you'll get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay does not hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That is promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only, Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. 
New customers only. Minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Put the camera on me, Shane. I want this camera. Listen. They said it couldn't be done. A pulled hamstring and a double-digit loss, and nobody was going to laugh. But we fucking did it! Yeah! (laughs) Baby, uh, does Devin Booker have a chance to come back in this series? I think that's a a yes. yes. I I think that's a a yes. yes. The cooing Uh, is always a good thing. Also... 420 is just around the corner, which is also my birthday. Tomorrow. So smoke them if you got Thank them. Thank you guys for celebrating and all the birthday wishes in the chat. Thank you guys for the cake. That was really sweet. Um, If you want to celebrate, you can do so with our friends OGs. They're good people with amazing scratch-made THC gummies. Our PHNX family hung out with them at Budzapalooza this past Friday, and they gave away some tickets to game one. So if you want to have some fun tomorrow celebrating 420, be sure to check out OGs. They have amazing flavors. If you're interested in trying them, uh, head on over to OGsBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com to find an OGs near you. I think we need to see the baby one more time, Shane. Do give we? me, do, give me baby Buscemi again. Baby Buscemi. Give me Let's baby Buscemi. Hey. Uh, baby, uh, will Lindsay have a good birthday? <laughs> That's a no. no. <laughs> Baby Buscemi does not like Baby Buscemi's birthday. Baby Buscemi is ugly as sin. <laughs> I would definitely fight 40 of those. The fact, the fact that you can see Shane's mustache <laughs> on the baby is the best and the worst part. We did. We did that fist pump baby dirty because that kid was actually cute. Yeah. And we come up with Baby Buscemi, the, the epitome of... Oh that's how this game, second half of this game looked like that baby. Oh, we put that up poor there. baby. Holy crap. <laughs> Shane's losing it right now. Oh my God. All right, guys, All you right. ready to wrap up the show? Let's go. Don't we Don't we have like screenshots and producer surprise to do still? We'll do a producer surprise later. Yeah, we're just going to do screenshots. Hey, baby, should we do a producer surprise? <laughs> it's time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Uh, Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Here are some of our favorite moments of tonight's game. Some screenshots. Here's my screenshot. Let's go. What does it say? Suns rule Devin Booker out. Yeah, yeah. This is when Devin Booker was on the bench and made me sad because I knew he wasn't coming back. You know what's really sad is Devin's taking a picture of himself <laughs> yeah. on this graphic. He's that damn fast and that damn good. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, my, my screenshot is uh, him actually fist bumping the baby. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, this is what it is to be legendary is to hit a shot like that and then fist bump a baby and then let us make the ugliest baby of the world in honor mm. of it. It's so sad that if he hadn't gotten hurt, that would be one of those iconic photos where if he had dropped 50 or 60 in this game, you never forget that. And He now, did get yeah. a boost from the baby, though. Oh, he did. Because as soon as that happened, like a few minutes later, he just went off. So he got a little baby power. What you didn't see, though, is when he ran down that tunnel, the baby snatched his hammy. It was the baby that took the hammy. <laughs> It was the baby that took his hand. Baby did it. It was like the Monstars. I, no, it was just the baby just was like, dude, I want to be cool like you. That was a real cool moment. I, I need to hand me. Thank you. And he walked off. She's I still dirty. think regardless of what happened in this game and how it ended, uh, both score-wise and Devin's situation, I still think that moment is 
is going to be something special for a while, um, especially for that kid as it grows up and is told over and over and over again from its parents about that moment. Oh, well, I can't it's wait still going to be an iconic I can't wait thing. till Bally Sports Arizona does something on that kid when he's like 20. You're like, hey, remember this kid? You know, Definitely like, we'll Or he's that. on the cover of some magazine like, remember this boy? Yep. You'll never believe what happened to him next. He works at <laughs> a steel mill now. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, look, if they go on a run, if it's, if it's like last year, and they went up in the finals. That will be a moment that that becomes, you know, like a lot of those that we remember. Coincidentally, uh, before the game, I did see a clip on Twitter of some guy walking into the arena and he was shouting, "Sons in four, sons in four. Oh. So it's his that call. fucking phrase can die forever. Yes, <laughs> just Please. so we're all clear about what? how I feel about that. Yes. What? What if I told Saul oh, literally almost spit out his water on me? <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. You guys just left me out to drive. It, like, it just got quiet. I was like, did I say something I wrong? I didn't know you were going to stop talking. <laughs> what if I told you a baby that Devin Booker fist bumped became the greatest NBA player of all time? That baby noise has to die after tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot no, come back. Baby Buscemi has to come back now. No. Yes. No. I think it's a one-time only situation. Hi there. All right, gentlemen. Um, good therapy. Glad we were able to end up the show laughing and having some fun. Hopefully you guys who are listening and tuning in, uh, feel a little bit better. Sleep on it. Take some deep breaths. They're not sleeping after seeing baby. Let us Shannon. know. <laughs> They're not. I love that we now know what it looked like if Shane had a child. Though. <laughs> it's, she's she's <laughs> hanging out a kid that pops out with a full on mustache. <laughs> just, I don't think you, that's how it works. You obviously, powerful. you obviously haven't seen an Italian baby. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Anyway, you could see my daughter's hair on her ultrasound. All right, that's on her I, lip. On her head, but yeah, yeah, but that's different. The boys have it on their lap. I came out with the beard like this. Oh, did you? Yes, you guys, my parents. Baby pictures, or it didn't happen. <laughs> sure, I'll have a next show. No, you don't. Well, want we it. probably you... should mention next show, by the way. Yes, we are. So we're taking tomorrow off in honor of my birthday in 420, um, and then we'll be back on Thursday with a live show at 2 p.m. And then a quick, exciting announcement: if you miss the pregame show. We are going to be hosting another watch party live on Friday for Game 3 at the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix. And it's going to be even extra special because Alan Williams, Big Sauce, is going to be joining us. So come Unless hang out with us. he watched this post game and saw baby Buscemi. And changed and his mind. Changed mind. <laughs> he said, yeah, about that. I'm out. I'm good. So grab your friends. Come join us at the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix. We will be there um ahead of time because we'll have a pregame show just like normal we'll hang out for the entire game at the Ainsworth have some food have some drinks and then we'll have a post-game show as usual as well so even if you're headed to the footprint center for the game you can come hang out with us post-game still at the Ainsworth code I can't imagine being mad at Lindsay <laughs> uh I can has been mad at me a couple of times a few times guys. and she's been mad at me Probably more. Every day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, so that's it. That's all we got for you guys. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. 
Just remember, when you close your eyes, you'll see baby Buscemi. <laughs> Ahoy hoy. Never gonna let go. BHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always rep the family.